Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer, and it's been a while since we've had Sri T G Mohandas of Vinarth Hindustan Sangam Kerala Unit, the president, on our channel. And today there is a very important topic that we are going to discuss with him. And before we jump into our topic, let's welcome T G Mohandas Ji. T G Mohandas Ji, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaskaram. After a long time, we are meeting in P Guru's channel. Yes, indeed, and and I think uh, our viewers will realize that it was worth the wait. So, T G Mohandas ji, um, I was, uh, you know, we were talking yesterday, and what brought about this hangout was what you mentioned that in a television hangout, a person representing. Um, PFI, Popular Front of India, made a veiled threat. I'm jumping straight into the point here. Straight to the point here. Made a veiled threat, and and you said, "Bring it on." This is my address. I'll see what you can do. Uh, Mohandas ji, in the context of the recent killings, which are all allegedly perpetrated by PFI, I'm saying allegedly very very carefully here, because uh, in uh, in one or two cases there have been arrests however the people who have been arrested have managed to get bail and then they vanish so this is a new modus operandi that we are seeing but whatever it is there is definitely a trend towards radicalism in kerala as well as in tamil nadu i don't know when it started i certainly went and looked read your paper about radicalization in kerala that was written by you 10 years ago 2011 and and we will share a link to that we will post it on our website and share a link to the pdf if somebody wants to read it mohandas ji you know we have had talk about this why now there appears to be a renewed effort at radicalizing kerala even more uh, the radicalization of uh, kerala started uh, long back probably from the times of tipu uh, sultan but the present situation can be analyzed uh we saw with pew research you know pw pew research they have uh, find out uh, the behavior of radical islam as their uh, population increases if you see the happenings in kerala today it's a clear indication that uh, the islamic population in kerala has reached anywhere near uh, 35 or 36 whatever be the census figures 2011 census figures uh, was showing some 28% and uh, 2021 census is yet to take place so reasonably by the public uh, behavior of uh, muslims we can say that their population has reached around 35 36% and they have become much more bold and their religious uh, muscle flexing has become a uh, headache for non islamic societies especially hindus and christians in kerala this slowly started somewhere in uh, 90s where uh, every uh, woman uh, muslim woman 
was slowly forced or compelled to wear parda before that there was no parda in uh, kerala there was a traditional muslim dress for muslim women but it was some sort of kerala dress by covering their uh, hair it was a kerala dress basically kerala specific you will not see that in uh, tamil nadu or karnataka or up anywhere it was a kerala specific kerala muslim dress and uh, it was not disturbing for other now when they brought the arabian dress here the first uh, bell of alarm was raised by many but then it was going on now at least 99.9% of muslim women are wearing parda that to black parda you cannot distinguish between one woman and the other in public spaces unless they come too close to you so that uh, you can see the features of their face and identify them otherwise uh, <laughs> you cannot identify if they are walking in a group you don't know whether a lady belongs to your place or not whether your college professor is uh, in that group or not whether your student is in that group or not you just cannot identify everybody is black uh, and uh, it's a parda so no body features can be identified and uh, therefore you cannot call anybody you cannot speak to anybody unless they take the initiative because they can see you from the side from the back they can identify you if they are calling you then only a conversation is possible so it's a strange thing in a society you know where uh, you are able to identify the religion but you are unable to identify the person this is a strange thing which was happening number 2 uh, in all the hotels and restaurants one by one the halal uh, certified board was appearing in kerala now almost uh, 30 40% of the restaurants and hotels in kerala are carrying halal boards re to kya hoga even uh, people like me thought that halal is uh, it is something to do with the non vegetarian uh, food so i used to take vegetarian food from halal restaurant because i am not anyway i am a vegetarian so why should i worry about how they prepare non vegetarian that was my thinking but in 2020 uh, during the lockdown government of kerala supplied pulses uh, cereals all uh, household articles as a special gift to the people a free gift packed in a bag and every ration card holder, holder whether poor or rich was getting this uh, free gift in that gift packet i saw papad with halal certificate i was surprised well what is that uh, halal has to do with papad and you know 86 lakhs of packets were distributed gifts were distributed by punarai vijayan government and every uh, gift packet gift bag was containing this uh, halal papad what we call in kerala papadam that papadam was manufactured uh, by somebody shasta traders in uh, tamil nadu and he supplied it to some aksar trading corporation in trivandrum and in turn that uh, trader 
sold it to Civil Supplies Corporation of Government of Kerala. And Civil Supplies Corporation distributed to through all uh, Russian shops to every household. This is how it came. But nobody had an explanation as to how papad can be made halal. Now, halal is something when you kill an animal for food, you recite some verses from Quran, you keep the animal in a particular direction and allow it to bleed and suffer immense pain. And once it uh, fully died and drained of uh, blood, you start preparing it. This is what is my understanding about halal. Now, in the papad, there is no blood, no draining of blood, no cutting of vein, nothing is there. It's a vegetarian preparation and we all know how papad is being made. So how can you certify it as halal? I started inquiring. Now, there is a halal certification for papad also, in which uh, they have specified and one uh, big thing is, those who are making papad must employ at least 20% of Muslims. So, I think uh, 15 or 17 papad manufacturing units in uh, Tamil Nadu are employing 20% Muslims. And for getting a halal certification, they have to retrench the Hindu employees and employ Muslim employees. See what a cruelty. And uh, you have to pay 60,000 rupees initially, then 30,000 rupees for annual, uh, I mean, recertification or upgradation of the certificate. There is inspection by some mullahs or maulavis. They also make money, their travel, their stay, everything is to be paid by this man. And then they issue a halal certificate. And they say that for exporting to this uh, GCC uh, countries, Indonesia and Malaysia, they are all uh, insisting halal. But that is also untrue. No government is insisting halal. Not even in a Muslim country, they insist halal. Halal is being in, uh, insisted by the agents in between uh, to attract more Muslims to their side. They declared that everything is halal. Shampoo is halal. Papad is halal. Recently, you know, they supplied halal certified jaggery to Shabarimala. Shabarimala, there is famous uh, Aravana Payasam, which is a sweet. And Appam is also sweet. A small sweet, very uh, uh, delicious, in which uh, they use jaggery. So tons and tons of jaggery is required in Shabrimala. It was supplied by somebody from Maharashtra. And the jaggery was uh, halal certified. There was a big seal on that, big printed, uh, printing on that, halal certified. How can you uh, convert uh, jaggery to halal? And in between, a video was released in uh, Kerala in which a, a, a maulvi was spitting in the food. The rice which is prepared in a big vessel, he takes part of the rice in a plate and then spits into that and mixes it with the uh, remaining rice. In the uh, same way, he is spitting in a curry, probably it may be sambar. 
we cannot identify which curry it is uh, through the video. He is spitting on the curry also in the same process, taking a small utensil, spit in it and put it back in the uh, big vessel and uh, stir it so that his uh, saliva mixes everywhere. This is openly being done by uh, around 15-20 uh, people witnessing that, encouraging that, facilitating that. So this video uh, was by one Mr. Kura Tangal. Tangal is uh, uh, some, some sort of upper caste in uh, Islam. So this man used to spit in the uh, food prepared to distribute to the uh, common public. Now, they claim that uh, it is a religious custom. We are not giving to the public. But then the Christians started, Hindus and Christians started questioning this process. By how are you uh, preparing halal uh, rice in your hotel or halal masal dosha in your hotel? You say your hotel is halal certified, that means all items are halal certified. So some of the Muslims, they openly said, we spit in the food to make it pure and halal in every hotel. One man, he didn't uh, disclose his identity. But he came over phone and he admitted that he was spitting in the food. His duty was to spit in the food in various hotels for around 20 years, from 1956 to 1975. His duty was to go to hotels early morning from 4:30. He will go to every hotel and spit in the, the this. Uh, Paste prepared for uh, dosa, idli, chapati, puri, all is uh, everything <laughs> he will spit and then go to the next one. By the time his uh, duty is over, it's around uh, nine o'clock in the morning uh, and the uh, breakfast time of the people. This is going on. So there was a huge uh, cry from the Christian groups and Hindu groups. Now, uh, most of the hotels have started removing halal goods because people started uh, boycotting halal hotels. Now, people have even started boycotting hotels owned by Muslims. People are, uh, have uh, started asking the name of the cook who is preparing the food. Even if the management is Hindu, for, uh, at the counter they are asking who is preparing the food. If a Muslim is preparing the food in, law, in all likeliness, he will spit in the food. We will not eat that. And in between, you know what happened? Uh, there was uh, somebody who was spitting in tandoori roti in uh, West Delhi hotel. He was caught by police. That was in 2021 February. 2021 March, there was another incident somewhere in uh, Lucknow or so. The same thing, spitting in uh, every tandoori roti. He prepares the roti, spits it, and then puts it into the tongue. And uh, three days back, one fellow was caught in Meerat, who was spitting in food. So this gave uh, much more impetus to the doubt of Hindus and Christians. And uh, Hindus and Christians are now massively boycotting Muslim hotels or food prepared by Muslims. This has created a serious threat. Now, the societies are slowly distancing. The distance between the wedge between, the fault line between the society 
is becoming bigger. And uh, there is a role played by Corporal Front of India, PFI. PFI is the most violent face of Islam. Now, my Muslim friends always say that, uh, please don't blame us for what uh, PFI is doing. They are a small group. They are strong, but they are uh, small. They don't represent that, uh, us at all. But I tell them that you have not publicly disowned Popular Front of India. You have not publicly condemned their killings. They choked the hand of the professor and you were silent. And the man who choked the hand of the professor was elected as a Panchayat member from that place. That means Muslims liked that uh, activity and they voted en masse for this culprit. And you say that, no, no, they are a small group. They don't represent us. They represent you. You elected them as your representative. And now for escaping an argument, you are saying that, no, no, we don't subscribe to their view. It is written in your Quran. Muhammad was spitting in the food. There is precedence. And uh, the Sunnah, that means whatever Muhammad has done, Muslims have to do. Uh, uh, what was his dress? Muslims have to dress in that manner. What he was eating, Muslims have to eat. What is banned by him should not be eaten by Muslims. So Muslim has to follow Muhammad step by step. That is what is written in Quran. So since Muhammad was spitting in the food, it is quite natural that you also might be spitting in the food. How do we believe you? Your own people are spitting and the video is out and the video is genuine. That man is silent. He has not made any comment uh, yet. So under this situation, you know, the trust between Muslims and non-Muslims have uh, slowly started disappearing. Society is functioning on trust, not on politics, not on who is ruling the country. Societies have a trust between them. That is why we survive. We, uh, I believe in you and you have a faith in me, trust in me. I give you a coffee. You know that the coffee is not contaminated. Mohandas is uh, not agreeing with me on certain political points. But he will never mix this saliva or any other thing in the coffee which is being offered to me. That trust is there between you and me. That is why we continue to be friends. But the moment you suspect that I am mixing something in the coffee, which you are unable to identify, if I am spitting in the coffee, you will, it will not change the taste of the coffee. Nothing will happen. You will not understand. You know, what a cheating is going on. So the trust disappears. And trust is uh, like an ice needle. Needle of ice you might have seen in uh, foreign European countries. Needle of ice uh, forms. So there is a saying that trust is a, a needle of ice. Once it disappears, it never reappears. Trust once destroyed will not come back. And even if a needle of ice is formed again, it will not be the original. It will be a duplicate at some other place. Therefore, I requested several times through Clubhouse, uh, whatever reach I have, I requested my Muslim friends that see this type of uh, fissures in the society is going to be dangerous for everybody. Please take a strong stand against spitting in the food. 
if you say that you are not speaking say that boldly loudly but nobody cares no muslim leader has come out openly against spitting in the food muslim league the political uh, leader as well as the spiritual leader is the muslim league's president panangad uh, tangal he is silent sunni there are two factions both are silent jamaat e islami silent the most uh, violent face salafi muslims they are also silent and the socio political organization and most violent uh, uh organization which commits uh, heinous crimes for preference they are also silent nobody says that uh, we are spitting or not spitting okay you were spitting you admit that we were spitting but here after we will stop it itna to kar lo but there is nothing in between the chief minister punrai uh, vijayan said halal means eatable that is all good food that is all what means now if it was good then why halal jaggery was rejected by devsun board in sabarimala you know they purchased 5 lakh packets of jaggery and they rejected 1.5 lakhs packets saying that it is substandard it was sold to a cattle feed company it was auctioned and a cattle feed company uh, took it for mixing with the cattle feed that was the quality of halal jaggery and chief minister says it is good quality halal means only good quality nothing else this type of confusing signals are further uh, making the issue uh, complex in between popular front has once again asserted their power by killing one rss man not only killing in the evening they had a big rally in which they said uh, inkulab sindabad popular front sindabad such is the mix of uh, cpm with popular front now every popular front wala shouts inkulab sindabad and every cpm wala shouts popular front sindabad this is the situation in kerala you cannot identify between a jihadi and a cpm man they speak almost uh, same words they use the same phrases idioms etc therefore i presume that kerala has reached the threshold point of uh, 35 to 36% of uh, muslim population and according to pew research if i remember correctly i may be wrong please correct me if the muslim population crosses 35% that country will surely become islamic country so at least uh kerala has almost become another kashmir now only explosions are pending that will happen at an appropriate time because at present kerala is the headquarters of islamic terrorism in india because their shops in kashmir are closed they have opened new shops in uh, kerala if they create uh, large scale explosions all uh, central agencies military paramilitary crpf everything will come they don't want it now they are waiting for the right opportunity and hindus and christians i am openly telling my friends that one day what happened in kashmir will happen in kerala also from all the mosques through uh, microphones you will get a message to leave kerala by today evening we are giving you 12 hours bagoya
all Hindus and Christians, you can live there. This happened in 1990 in Kashmir. That video is still there. The announcement, the flaring through mics, asking Hindus to get out of uh, Kashmir. In fact, non-Muslims, not only Hindus, Sikhs, Buddhists, everybody, Biharis, everybody has to run away. The same situation is going to happen in Kerala in near future. This is the uh, exact situation. And uh, under this situation, I don't get uh, easily threatened by this type of elements. But there was a TV discussion. There was a subtle threat against me. I exploded on him. I told him, this is my address. You can come and kill me. I, uh, I dare you. Lekin koi aya. Koi aata bhi nahi. Uh, I know. See, basically the people who resort to violence, they are all, uh, you know, they are frightened people. They are weak. Internally, they are weak. That is, that is why externally they pick up arms in their hands. You lose a debate, you get angry. You get more angry, you take to weapons. This is what is happening to uh, this uh, Islamist and jihadist. But still, there is some resistance from ordinary Muslims. Uh, but they are, they are not Muslims. They are afraid also. They are unable to challenge the radical Islam. They know they understand. But uh, they don't have the internal strength to stand up to the jihadi elements. I hope one day at least they will assert so that the inventing danger is somewhat uh, delayed. I don't think uh, it's, it's not going to happen. Nobody can stop the process once the uh, population has crossed 35%. Nobody can stop the process. It will be an irreversible process. But I hope uh, if uh, uh, better sense prevail in uh, Muslim society, the impending danger can be delayed. That is all. So uh, I conclude uh, uh, by giving you an actual picture of what is happening in Kerala. Thank you, sir. Uh, two questions that come to my mind, uh, Mohandasji. First of all, thank you so much for telling the truth as it is. Um, a few weeks ago, I had another subject matter expert, uh, Major Madan Kumar, who came in and we talked about two killings, one in Tamil Nadu and one in Kerala, where both the killings were, uh, you know, halal kind of killings, like what you said that somebody's wrists are cut, veins are cut, and they are allowed to bleed to death. In one case, the person bled to death right in front of his son. Now, these people, they were caught by the police, but they managed to get bail. And, and the way the whole thing played out, it appeared that neither the police nor the judiciary has the spine to take on these people. One of the things is that if the judge, a particular judge is trying the case, 500 people turn up in front of his house. Even though there has been a crime uh, committed by a member of their community. So the law and order seems it has gone for a toss. So my question to you Mohandas Ji is, number one, what has been the effect of triple talaq uh, that the government has banned would that help in Kerala? No, nothing. That is all inconsequential steps. 
Now you have banned uh, triple talaq and you have criminalized that activity. How do you know triple talaq has taken place? Unless a lady goes to the police station and complains, you will not understand triple talaq has uh, taken place. And no Muslim woman has got the guts to go and make a complaint with the police. And police cannot take a Suyomoto case even unless this lady cooperates. And which lady, which Muslim woman uh, has got the guts to go to the police station? No. She will be thrown to roads. She will be whining and dying. Um, she will be crying. Somebody will pick her up. Yo hoga hoga. So, uh, banning triple talaq and criminalizing triple talaq has not affected the Muslim community at all. That was only a symbolic gesture, that's all. That is why there was no big protest against that. Because they know practically they can conduct triple talaq. It is like an anti-dowry act. You know, there is an anti-dowry act. Do you think uh, people are not paying dowry or receiving dowry? Because payer will not disclose it, receiver will not disclose it. So what case you are going to conduct against them? So dowry is being uh, very frequently taken. Somebody may not be taking also. Now the thinking has, uh, the young generation is thinking in a different manner. But uh, the act was passed somewhere in 1961, Dowry Prohibition Act. But uh, dowry was given. Likewise, you have a triple talaq ban, you have criminalized it, but there is no complaint. What do you do? So that the act will remain on paper. That is all. So it doesn't affect uh, Islam much. And uh, what is the state of polygamy in Kerala? Polygamy, uh, as such is, uh, uh, the numbers are very less. As is usually thought, uh, Muslim men marry four wives, etc. That is not true in uh, at least 70% cases. 30% are there who are marrying uh, more than one woman and uh, keep them in their house. It will be, say, 30, 25 to 30%. Otherwise, it is a uh, single wife. That is not because of any law or anything. Slowly, Muslims got educated. Till 1949, there was a ban for uh, formal education, secular education for Muslims an unwritten ban. It was written even by Jamaat Islami that nobody should go to normal secular school. It is under the government and uh, we don't uh, respect anybody uh, except Allah. Therefore, you should not go to school. And uh, thereby they became backward. But slowly it changed. They started getting education. And consequently, this uh, maintaining four wives, etc., were looked down upon. In my childhood, I remember almost every Muslim in my village was having uh, four wives. But their children of my age, they all have only one wife. Only thing, the number of kids will be more. I'm speaking about my generation and my Muslim friends. I have two kids by my, uh, all my Muslim friends, they have four double that kids which uh, I have. That is their nature. So uh, the increase of uh, population, childbirth ratio is more in Kerala. Till 2017, 
Bureau of Economics and Statistics. They used to put out the statistics of uh, children who are born in an year. In 2017, out of 100 children, 43 point something was Hindu, 41 point something was uh, Muslim, and remaining was Christian. 2017, when these statistics came out, including me, so many people started a campaign warning that, you see, this is how the Islam is slowly, because uh, in 2014, there were hardly 36 uh, uh, children out of 100. In 2017, they came to 41. Hindus were 46, they came down to 43. This change was highlighted by social media. Even I was also part of that uh, information campaign. Not uh, disinformation or misinformation, it was right information brought out by the government. Now, what did the government do? They stopped publishing these statistics. So that, but uh, reasonably, I can uh, now presume, presume if 2017 it was 43 and 41. Now, out of every 100 child, at least 45 or 46 will be Muslim. And Hindus might have further slipped down to 41 or 40. And the ratio of uh, uh, Christians might have drastically gone down to 7 or 8 percent. The biggest sufferers in this population gain are uh, Christians, no doubt. They are Christians. They are the biggest uh, losers. Uh, they will uh, they will suffer very badly uh, when confronted with uh, radical Islam. They know the seriousness. That is why when their professor was attacked, physically attacked, and he was almost on his deathbed, and that professor was terminated by the Christian management. <laughs> and he was allowed to join duties uh, one day ahead of his retirement. That is how the Roman Catholic Church uh, treated him, even though he was the victim. So the church has to please jihadis. But now the church has started to realize. Therefore, the Roman Catholic Church one bishop raised the issue of Lao Jihad and narcotic jihad. It created a big row in Kerala, but that man stuck to his guns. Other bishops also joined the chorus. They said, no, we will not allow this. This is happening. Then they said, oh, you give proof, etc. They said, no proof is required because we know what is happening in our society. Why should you, uh, why should we uh, come to you and convince you? We are speaking to our society. We are reforming our society. We don't need to produce any proof to you. That was their reply. And uh, police has registered a case against the bishop. But still, he is uh, unwavering. Now, Christian uh, society, to whichever denomination they belong, they have started hitting back on Islam. And they are hitting so badly that Islam is, it is very difficult for jihadists to stand the attack of Christians. Not physical attack, it is intellectual attack. They took out all these books, your Quran, Hadith, Bukhari, this, that, everything. They studied and they are confronted. They said, you have written all this nonsense in your book. And that is why you are behaving in a nonsensical manner. So change your book and change your uh, behavior. This is the argument from Christian side. And the jihadists don't know what to do.
they are running for cover up because everything is so blatantly written in uh, in quran uh, you imagine any violence in the world that is given in quran out of 6000 uh, lines in quran at least 2000 that is one third is concerning how to kill how to butcher how to maim how to rape are kya so christians have brought out everything in uh, uh, public domain and started arguing with jihadis christians said we are not going to take up arms in our hand but we have taken your quran sunnah your buhari your swahili everything we have taken we have studied it now answer our questions and they had an ecumenical meeting also last month you know ecumenical meeting is a meeting of all denominations of christians right from the roman catholic church up to pentecostal church very very small churches in between church of south india church of north india the east that so many churches are there so many wreaths are there so many denominations are there everyone assembled in court in last month uh, but they have not uh, made a public announcement of what transpired in that uh, meeting this is how the christians are reacting to the situation um mohandas ji just yesterday a congresswoman by the name of ilhan omar was crowing on twitter that she has got a bill islamophobia bill piloted and has passed one hurdle now this lady is an emigrant from somalia she has a problem on her hands and i can't understand why the federal bureau of investigation won't act on her she has committed immigration fraud she married her own brother not first cousin second cousin sir own brother three children too and and this brother was living in uk the the fraud happened because she said that this is my spouse and he came out to the united states and after that they divorced she has since married i think may, maybe more than once that doesn't matter the problem is that she has committed fraud and this person is the whip whip of the progressives group in democrats and they claim to be 100 in a, a, a house of 220 democrats i think democrats have like a 5% majority in the congress over the republicans very very slender you are a person on the ground today so they understand the ground situation and the ridiculousness and the ludicrousness of in, including india as part of a country that is uh, doing islamophobia it is hindu phobia it is christian phobia that's going on I yield the floor to you, sir. Please go ahead. This was the technique of Islam through for centuries. You know, you create a persecution mania among Muslims, as if heavens are going to fall on them. You see, in Kerala, there was a hartal, total hartal, when Saddam Hussein was uh, hanged to death. Now, who is Saddam Hussein for Kerala? did saddam hussein ever knew that there is a place called kerala in the world i don't think so an ordinary iraqi person never recognizes what is kerala but still saddam hussein is a hero here there is several roads by the name gaza you know palestine is a big issue in kerala but i am sure nobody in palestine knows what is kerala 
and are there Muslims in Kerala? They don't care, but Kerala cares for them. Why? Because you can create a persecution mania by showing they go, Saddam Hussein was hanged. See, Yasser Arafat died. See, this fellow died. This attack happened. Um, uh, India is pursuing Dawood Ibrahim. Dawood Ibrahim is uh, innocent. And your Bin Laden was uh, innocent. He was hunted by America. So, a, a strong persecution mania is created among Muslims so that they take up arms so easily without thinking anything. Non-Muslims have become their natural enemies. And that is what the um, uh, Quran insists, that you kill them wherever you see them. Wherever you see them. Now, you just cannot kill a man at the sight of him. You have to have a pathological hate developed in your uh, body and mind so that you will have a uh, mindset to kill that man at the first sight. This pathological hate can be created in your mind only through a persecution mania. See how gentleman you are, how poor you are, how hungry you are. Still you are being uh, attacked just because you are Muslim. What is that Muslim done in this world? Have we not constructed Taj Mahal? Etc. This type of uh, songs will start. And I will think myself as a persecuted man. Yes, yes, मेरे ऊपर इतना न्याय हो गया, इतना हो गया। देखो वहाँ हो रहा, देखो यहाँ हो रहा। ऐसा डराते हैं, धमकाते हैं। So you are a frightened, insecure, persecuted human being who will easily pick up arms in his hand and attack your perceived enemy, that is Hindus and Christians. Throughout the world, this technique was used by Islam. Even now you see Palestine, Muslims are victims, Iraq, Muslims are victims, Kuwait, Muslims are the victims, everywhere, even Syria, Muslims are the victims, in India, Muslims are victims, in Pakistan, Muslims are victims, everywhere Muslims are victims, except China and uh, Russia. Nobody speaks about China, have you seen that? China is also oppressing Muslims, but nobody, no Muslim will speak against China. They cry for Rohingya Muslims. But who drove away Rohingya Muslims? It was the Myanmar military. Have you seen a single statement in India condemning the action of Myanmar military? Aung San Suu Kyi also did the same thing. She also behaved with the Rohingya Muslims as the military is behaving. But nobody condemns Aung San Suu Kyi or Myanmar army. This is a strange thing. Islamophobia will not work in China and Myanmar. These two countries, there is no Islamophobia. There are strange bedfellows in this world. Islam is in coordination with China. That is why, see, one man who openly told this to the world was General Bipin Rawat. He told the biggest threat India facing is the Sino-Wahhabi axis. 
is it not clear no one yes. else have uh, told this on the face of the world this sino wahabi axis is the most dangerous thing and that is why no muslim will uh, blame china china does so many things against uh, muslims in their xinjiang uh, province but muslims will not speak it is an international i will not say conspiracy it is a consensus that uh, i will not speak against you you will not speak against me so let us move together and uh, take on the uh, world remaining this type of understanding is there and that is why i have serious reservations about uh, what happened in nilgiri hills you know it it was a brand new machine the latest helicopter and the pilot has flown it not less than 100 times in the same route it is hardly few minutes uh, flight and uh, fog etc you see fog is not a problem nowadays our military has been flying uh, flying this machine in siachen where the temperature is minus 25 minus 30 fog unimaginable fog and uh, shifting uh, ice mountains shifting within seconds you will not understand in which location you are that is the terrain which uh, our military is trained nilgiri is a small uh, kit play for them and uh, the the helicopter carrying the topmost man of our defense is crashing after hitting a tree etc is unbelievable oh, so i have i have my doubts but of course uh, indian air force has put out a press note asking every citizen not to speculate on the incidents therefore i don't speak further on that thank you thank you very much mohandas ji and uh, certainly this has been an eye opener and at the end of the day we all want peace although those who claim to be from the religion of peace want anything but that i'm not saying all of you but there are a few motivated people and it is a responsibility of the moderate majority to make sure that these lumpen elements are exposed for what they are and that they face the strong arm of the law we have a lot of grievances against the way the law is being applied in uh, various states in india i've seen this first hand in fact there is one case that happened two days ago but anyway let's just stay here and it is important that every state be balanced in its application of law and order and unless that happens i don't see much hope for the country to move forward certainly in the shadow of bipin rawat general bipin rawat's uh, accidental demise there is a lot of uh, shock that means uh, you know uh, uh, people are very very upset and teary eyed because everybody is getting emotional how could it happen but the truth is that india as a country has to move on and this is a loss for each and every one Thanks for joining our hangout Mohandas ji and namaskar Namaskar